0: Here are some of my thoughts on writing in life for April 2022. Every now and then I'll come across book reviews where the reviewer said that what they read changed their life, altered their thinking about their relationships or about themselves, gave them confidence or courage, inspired their creativity, or heightened their sense of compassion for others. I know what they mean. It's happened to me. I've read words penned by a stranger and had an aha moment of recognition or thought, I understand what that person was feeling. But I didn't realize until I was talking to a friend of mine that this can happen not just by reading, but also in the process of writing. In my case, I was sharing my concern that it might be too late for me to achieve my goal of being a published novelist, a recurring fear that usually strikes in the dead of night or when I get a rejection from a publisher or agent. And even though there are many debut authors who publish their first book in their 50s, 60s, or even 70s, I tend to focus on those writers in their 20s and 30s who gained contracts from major houses for their first novel. Not only focus on them, but obsess about them drown myself in a sea of jealousy and self-doubt because of their good fortune. Jealousy because rather than celebrating their success, I want what they have and self-doubt because I'm pretty darn sure that since it didn't happen to me at that age, it won't happen to me at all. I'm not proud of that fact, nor that the green-eyed monster that attacked me was doing far more harm to me than anyone else. But the real irony in all this is that the novel series I'm working on is about, wait for it, women in their 50s and older who are facing personal and career challenges and have to rely on their inner moxie if they're going to achieve their goals. Can we say, physician, heal thyself? And while this isn't the first time in my writing life that real life and fictional life have intersected. The others had occurred in short stories of say 3,000 to 8,000 words, not novel length works at 85,000 plus. It's as though my muse thinks it would be a good joke on me to have me write stories about women who ultimately succeeded while I was facing my own fear of failure. My muse has a warped sense of humor. As I'm working through my works in progress, I wonder where these characters I've created found the strength and self-confidence to keep on going, even when the road is all uphill. How did they keep their resolve when it was one setback after another? Where did their inner moxie come from when they realized it was time to make a change, but they weren't sure what that change should be or how it would all turn out? Since I won't know the answer to those questions until the books are done, I guess I better keep writing. And since I'm hoping their experiences will encourage readers to not give up, I better keep trying to get them published. The bottom line is I can either give up on my novels because I'm too darn afraid of failing or keep pushing through and focus on writing the best book I can each time, since that's all I can control. Only time will tell if any of my novels will find a home with a publisher. In the meantime, I'm working on another one because, well, while it's too late for me to make the debut author's under 60 list, I still have a shot at the list for the under 70s, under 80s, and beyond. After all, you never know. What about you? If the green-eyed monster occasionally attacks you, how do you send it packing? Or if you start thinking that you're too old to engage in this writing life, what do you do to overcome that fear? Thanks for joining me here at Living the Writing Life.